Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Mil- Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm super excited to be here with Ashley, who is a Coast Guard Reserve spouse turned Army spouse. So welcome to the podcast, Ashley. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going like <laughs> military life goes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Tell me what it's been like for you being a military spouse, Coast Guard, Army. You've hit kind oh, of both man. spectrums. I, yes, they are very different <laughs> spectrums, like let alone different branches. But when, when you go from reserve life to active duty life, like it's, I can't even say it's apples to oranges. Cause it's like way different than that. It's yeah. even more different. Yes. It's an extreme difference. So my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we met, uh, two months before he, uh, went to boot camp for the co- to be a Coast Guard reserve. Wow. So, um, and he was a reserve for twelve years. And during that twelve year period, I if someone would have asked me if I was a military spouse, I would be like, mm, no. Well, I mean, like he's in the Coast Guard, kind of. That would have been my <laughs> answer. <laughs> like yeah. um, he had been he had been activated only one time and it was during the oil spills. So he, I, I wouldn't like, it was a deployment. It was a stateside deployment, um, for like a three month period. It was during my student teaching, which was like less than ideal. So that was my first (laughs) experience, I guess, of being like, Oh, this is inconvenient. Right. (laughs) But, um, but other than that, um, being a, being a reserve, as far as a coast guard reserve goes, I know that like other reserve, like army reserves, like they get deployed more than active duty does. But if you're a Coast Guard reserve, it's really a um, one weekend a month commitment uh, and a two week consecutive commitment time during the year, which you get to pick like when that is going to be. So um, he had always been stationed at uh, Sector Miami, which was only about an hour ish, depending on traffic (laughs) from our home. Um, And yeah, so it really just, I don't know. It was, it felt like just like his side hobby, which is crazy. But, um, yes, we, uh, it's funny because even when I met him, I know everybody hates the, you know what you signed up for phrase. However, I, I I don't hate it fully. I feel like it has its place. Cause I do remember when I, yes, when I started dating him, I was like, okay, well this could mean a whole lot of things. Like one day, like I could fully see him going active. I always, I always felt that way. Um, so I, I made peace with that when I was just a little teeny bopper, you know, like I was like, <laughs> this is possible. Um, I didn't foresee, I mean, after a while, I did not foresee it happening. Cause you know, we, we had, had all these kids, we had a home, we had an established life. He was a, he was a business owner also. And it was just one day he like felt that call on his heart, I guess, like that he wanted to go active and brought it, brought it to me. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? And I was like, let's do it. Like, yeah. all right, let's, let's do this. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, by, by the way, um, 
I think I actually want to go active duty army. And so that was the big, like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Like active duty <laughs> army. Um, yeah, it, it's been a ride. I'm sure. <laughs> sure. It's been a ride. It's very different. Yeah, especially that uh, reserve to active duty transition. My dad was reserved, so it's like Mm -hmm. such a whole different world. You're moving like, you know, you have your one unit that you're pretty much stationed at for your entire time um, when you're in the reserve. And so, you know, ours was about 45 minutes to an hour away and he would go for the weekend, uh, the one weekend a month. He would do his two weeks a year. Um, you know, he ended up deploying, like you said, army reserve deploys mm-hmm. a lot more than active duty. Um, yep. so he, you know, went on his deployment, but then talking to all my friends who are active duty military kids, you know, really any branch, it's so different because you're constantly, you add the moves on it. You add, you know, so many other factors where it's, mm-hmm. this is your day-to-day job. You don't have a civilian job. You don't have a side job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um I I I know that something I definitely can compare uh to him deploying as a reserve and then him deploying like active duty is the support network. Yeah. Like or the or even the feeling that like maybe you have support cuz I wasn't when he was a reserve, I never, never I feel like never have I ever the game <laughs> never had I ever <laughs> met um, I didn't know anybody who yeah. from his unit at all, like not a single spouse, not a single person he worked with. Cause it was so infrequent, even though it was the same unit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, there, a lot of people at when, when you're a reserve in the coast guard, you're, you're one of the few at that, at that base that is a reserve. So everybody else is living their active duty life. So they're not there all the time. So it would change up on him too. But, um, yeah, I do remember when he, so when he was activated for that three month stint, I was doing my student teaching and I had my, I had my first little daughter at the time. So like that was her first time, like getting put into daycare and like all these yeah, there was like no network at all. It was very, yeah. um, very much feeling like, wow, like nobody knows what I'm going through at all. So it, I, um, he, in the beginning of his active duty with the army, so he had to go through boot camp again. Right. Cause changing <laughs> branches. Yes. So he had to go through. So real from, and it was, this was during 2020. This was oh 2020 was a big year for everybody. <laughs> but for me, I'm just like, this was like, what's next? Like It was the year. <laughs> it was, it was the year. I, he, he, uh, his schooling ended up being two months after I had my fourth and last baby. And oh so I was gosh. just like, yeah, when he got his date, like I was, I was like, this is my hazing. I was like doing the math, mental <laughs> math and like counting like nine months, 10 months ahead. Like, are you going to be here? Like when yeah. he was born? Um, but yeah, he had to go through boot camp again and he, he commissioned. So he went through OCS and with those, <clears throat> with the COVID like delays on top of the regular time frame, he was gone for like a stretch of a deployment. It was like almost eight months that we were separated. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And, and I was very not connected at that time either. Cause we, I was still in our home. Like we hadn't PCS yet ever. Like I just kind of sat there waiting. Like, when do we go? Yeah. When is this? (laughs) Um, And a baby on the way. Yes. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it was, 
it was a ride. Our, our introduction to active duty life was a ride for sure. Seven months separation. We, when we got that, let's see, we were only together for, I think it was like six months before he deployed again for what ended up being nine months. So we really have, um, this has been the longest, this last year and a couple months has been the longest stretch we've been together as a family in like three years. (laughs) Yeah. Especially like you said, with the pandemic, with, you know, army mm-hmm. boot camp and then OCS and you don't get much contact, you know, during mm-hmm. those either. Um, especially no. boot camp. You're lucky to get a phone call or a couple letters. So oh, so apparently that's changed a little Has bit from it? when from when well, so when he went to boot camp the first time, <laughs> <laughs> we we wrote snail mail. It is exactly yeah. how you're saying snail mail back and forth. I, I put it I put our letters together into like a book. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um, but it was so hard. I felt like he I felt like he died. He like dro- yeah. dropped off the face of the earth. I'm like, okay. So like it was like a reminder of like he's real, right? Like every time right. <laughs> every, my make-believe boyfriend. Like <laughs> but, but this last time I'm I know that it had to a little bit to do with or I guess a lot of it to do with him having have already been in, but mm-hmm. he was able to keep his phone the whole time and he had wow. his own room and stuff like that. Um, they were kind of like, why are you here? <laughs> like, <laughs> you already know all of doing this, this for again. the most part. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but he told me, yeah, that like, actually like people get phone calls once a week and wow. all these things. He's like, it's very different now. Um, but I don't know. i I could hear, I could see both sides. I, I think some people would be like, oh, they're getting soft. But right, mental health is a bit like, you know, you don't need to be completely tormented during a boot camp phase. You should be able right. to call home once a week, I think. A lot yeah. of these people are kids. They're coming in at like 17, 18. Yeah. I don't know. And especially for the family's sake, too. Uh, you yes. know, looking at it from <laughs> that aspect, I couldn't imagine you know, even oh, yeah, when my dad deployed, it was too. so hard, you know, to yeah. go through that stretch where, you know, I only got a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, yeah, yes, that was sure. very difficult this time around going through all of that with with kids for yeah. sure. Very I'm different. sure, especially with them being so young. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I have I have an, a really wide range in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I have a three-year-old is my, my youngest is a three-year-old. My oldest is 13. Oh, so wow. you've got, I'm the whole... like, I've got everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am in all phases of motherhood at one time. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you just don't have a newborn. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, I don't have a newborn, but yeah, during that time, during our, you know, introductory, uh, season of military life, I did, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how it impacts different ages. I will say that is, I have yeah. an interesting perspective, I think, to bring to the table on that, at least from as a mom. Right. Because um, it, it impacts them all. It just does not impact them all equally. <laughs> yeah. You've got some are like, okay, um, you know, dad's gone. Like, let's just continue mm-hmm. on with our daily life. And then I'm sure there's the complete opposite end with all of the emotions. Yes. Yep. For some of them, like, like my daughter, for example, like she's older, it's very concrete. Like he is here and now he is not. And I know why, you know, I understand why. And this is how I'm going to, you know, help, help myself get through this emotionally. Like, not that she doesn't need me. I help her a lot, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) 
But with littles, it's like the uh, object permanence, you know, like right. you remove the person and they're just like, they don't get it for a long time. It takes a long time for them for it to really hit. I feel like it's like three months it takes until they're like, okay, so he's not here. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> how not. many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the whole object permanence, like you put a blanket over it. It's not there. And then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, but they miss them, but they miss the missing object <laughs> just as much. <laughs> right. But it's just for them to process it. Just it's, yeah, it takes a lot longer to process for sure. Yeah. Especially, and it comes out in different ways. <laughs> yes. Cause you know, you've got, like you said, the wide range of ages that it's mm-hmm. like how they each process. And then, you know, I'm sure your older kids understand why, but it's hard for young yeah. kids to understand why, you know, yes. dad has to de- to deploy or go away and do training or whatever that mm-hmm. may be. But as you get older, you know, that's when you start to understand, oh, okay, you know, there is evil right. in this world. There are bad right. things happening. Like, you know, yep. it. I think at that age, you kind of understand that it's for the greater good, you know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any easier either. Yeah. Yep. No, I would definitely agree to that. Yeah. There's so much that impacts kids and then, you know, the whole mm-hmm. family and the unit of the family. And it's hard to to explain, especially to the different ages of what's going on and why. Right. You said your dad was a reserve. Yes, he was. So how how many times how many times did he deploy? So he had a seven year break in service for most of my mm-hmm. childhood. And mm-hmm. so me and my sister were both deployment babies. Okay. Um, my parents <laughs> literally got married four days after September 11th in a completely wow. planned wedding. Like my dad was on 30 minute recall during the wedding. Um, it was insane. I could not imagine that. They, wow. My mom says that she, they worked in downtown Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. That was, you know, my dad's civilian job, my mom's job. And they worked in downtown Cleveland. They evacuated the towers because there were still, you know, planes that were unaccounted for. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't know where they would land or where they would crash into. And so they evacuated the buildings. My mom was like, I'm going like we're going to the courthouse right now. We're going to the justice peace. We're getting married right now. And my dad's like, I can't. I have to go pack my bags. I need to go to the (laughs) unit. Like, it's going to be okay." Um, And my mom was pregnant with me. And so wow. two weeks after their wedding, you know, he was still on 30 minute recall. He got deployed to stateside deployment to backfill for a unit that already deployed. And then he came back. It was a year long deployment about and he came back. My mom was pregnant with my sister. He left again for another stateside deployment. And That's then, how it rolls. <laughs> exactly. So she had my sister and my dad was he had a knee injury. And so mm-hmm. they told him you've got a couple options. You can either have it repaired, go through rehab, and then catch up with your unit who's currently deploying to Iraq, or you could have the knee repair and you can medically um, discharge from the army. He was like, well, in the last like three years, two years, I've gotten married, had two kids, and been on two deployments. Like, I need to spend time with my family. So he Mm -hmm. discharged seven years later, He's like, I miss this. You know, <laughs> I miss it. 
he worked in the the sheriff's department downtown, but mm-hmm. he was still like, I miss this. There's something about this lifestyle like I need. And so he re-enlisted into the reserve again and got deployed about a year later. And then he was injured in Afghanistan. And so then we he came back. He went to um, Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio and mm-hmm. did his recovery. And there was a little bit of like, can I stay in? Can I can I stay in? Like, is this going to work? Um, he became an amputee and there was one guy who um, his specialist, I believe, saw and was an amputee over there. And he was like, you can do this. You can do this. But because of his injuries, there's too much red tape where it's like, right. you know, this could be really good, but it could also be really bad. So right. he ended up getting out and we finally moved to to Florida. So it was a very like transient lifestyle of, all right, you we're moved in. to Florida. That's where I'm originally from. Yes, we're <laughs> on the West Coast um, in Cape Coral. Okay, so, yep, I'm familiar. Yes, it's been great, but yeah. He grew up in, he was a Navy brat. So he grew up in um, the Space Coast area. His dad was stationed okay. at um, Patrick. And so yes. he grew up there and he was like, all right, we, when he was deployed, the the goal was for him to come back and then we were going to go AGR and mm-hmm. go to um, McDill. He had it in the works okay. all lined up to to exactly do that. And then he got injured and we were like, all right, well, you know, we lived in a very bad neighborhood in Cleveland. And so luckily the government bought the house back from us when Mm -hmm. the huge base closure happened. And then they created that program to buy back those houses from those individuals. And then they were like, all right, well, what do we do now? So they started buying it back from, you know, Purple Heart recipients who could not go back to their homes because they were just not. Uh, fit for their needs. They were not ADA accessible. Mm -hmm. So they bought back our house from us and we were able to just be like, all right, well, we're not attached to anywhere. Where do we go? And the thing was, is that Florida was the end goal to begin with. We were like, Florida is going to be the end goal now. And so we had a house donated to us, thankfully, um, in Cape Coral. And we've been here for almost a decade now, which is insane to say, but we've been here. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're totally Oh fine. my gosh. <laughs> I was like, okay, she, it clicked that she was calling me like from her cell phone, even at school. And I'm like, oh my okay, gosh, that's weird yeah. because they're, they stay in the lockers and stuff. And I actually didn't mean to hang up on you. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> that was, that was a fumble, but <laughs> you're all okay. good. Anyways, well, this won't be podcast worthy conversation so we can just get back to it (laughs) yes thank god your dad is okay relatively speaking um and that the the, you know the path led you to the end where you all wanted to be anyways yeah exactly because i mean we ended up getting to you know like you said where we wanted to be um Mm -hmm. and you know, everything happens for a reason. And even though it really sucks and we deal with, you know, things that most people right. don't normally even want to even think about dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. it happened for a reason and it's made us stronger. It's given us, uh, you know, opportunities we would have never had. And it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a wild ride. 
you know, like you said, right. with your, yep. Yep. <laughs> I think yep. military that's, life is a wild ride in general. I think that's how pretty much like if, if, <laughs> if everyone collectively had to agree on one way to describe it, I feel like that's what we would all land on. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's too. a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> there's like not another said, way. Too, too. There's something. Oh gosh. I mean, like I know that. So when my husband did deploy, we had only been here for three weeks. Like we got here. I had, I had like the army like app on my phone, which I don't even <laughs> have it anymore. Cause I'm like, I don't, I wasn't using it, but anyways, like I saw <laughs> something come up about like a unit deploying from Fort Riley. And we had just found out that that's where we were going. And I was like, I bet you this is going to be you. And he's like, no. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I bet you. And sure enough, <laughs> like we got here and he comes home after his like one week of in- processing and he's like, I have news. Oh my <laughs> I'm gosh. like, I bet you do. So yeah. I know exactly gone, what like, it is. Yeah. I was like, I bet exactly. <laughs> I don't like this game. But, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's three weeks later and boom, gone. Oh and I just gosh. remember our family back home was like, well, then just come back here. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Oh no. Like I, I'm staying, I'm staying here. Like I, there's something about even seeing like, Oh, we live on post by the way, I guess I should, pre- should preface <laughs> that, but, um, there's something even about like seeing people in uniform that brings right. some kind of comfort, you know, or like knowing right. that even if, even if all the families on your block has, has their spouse home, like they get it, you know, there's, I don't know. I just, I was not going anywhere. It's um, that comfort for sure. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I've, there's been plenty of times I've had family or friends being like, so like, how long is he going to be in blah, 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 blah. And, you know, uh, do you think that this is the best choice? And I'm like, well, it's our choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is what we feel is the best choice for our family. And honestly, I have to say even the like, emotional whiplash I've gone through (laughs) the last few years. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I don't, I don't envy our old life, I guess. Like I don't envy the the civilian life anymore. I'm, we're here to stay. stay Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so, like you said, it's hard for family to understand if they haven't lived the lifestyle. And it's hard Mm -hmm. for them to understand that this isn't just his choice. This is, you know, this is your choice. Mm -hmm. This is the choice for the family. And like, there's a reason. And, you know, it's what you feel is best. Mm -hmm. That's something I feel like um, I've, I've had to note in me that I, I will get defensive over. Like if anyone is like, well, are you sure? Like, I know that this is what he wants to do. You know, yeah. this is what he wants to do, but is it right for your family? I'm like, pump the brakes. Right. <laughs> we made this decision. Yeah. You know, like we just, I, I, that again, I, uh, I will say the, you know, what you signed up for gets a bad rap. However, to some yeah. extent, you know, that you're choosing to go wherever you're choosing your spouse, you know, you're choosing this life. And I don't know, could I have ever predicted the emotional toll, you know, or the events that were going to happen or will happen in the future? Absolutely not. You know, but, um, of course, no, I didn't, I couldn't know until you go through it. But, um, but I, I knew I chose him, you know, I know we chose this together. So yeah. 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 It's, 
something. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, some things come from it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we were saying, you know, everything happens for a reason and you have made the most of it and become an entrepreneur. So <laughs> what has that been like for you? <laughs> so, oh, uh, well, entrepreneurship is like a whole other small game. <laughs> <laughs> it um, really is. I, okay, let, let Maybe I'll use this as the opportunity to clear things up for the world here. <laughs> but so I I used to be a classroom teacher and I taught fifth grade for like six years. And I was also a grad school student at the time. And I also had, th- I had just had my third baby oh and it was just crazy. It was crazy. Yes. And uh, we had, the school year had started. We put two of our boys into daycare and we kind of did, the math wasn't mathing. We're like, wait. My teaching salary is, is I, I feel like I'm owing, I'm giving them money. Like I, <laughs> I'm not even making gas money with these boys in, in daycare and stuff. Um, so basically my husband was like, you need to, you need to put something down. And I'm like, well, my, my degree is almost done. It's not going to be that like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, he encouraged me to stop teaching. I stayed home with the boys and I finished my Master, I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. And I actually also went for, um, I was accepted into a PhD program for the same thing. Um, and I was so confident, like this was going to be the career path for me. Right. And I don't know, I, like, I, I feel like it's just a God thing. I, it was just, we had been um, reading some books on like finance and stuff like that. And I just was very convicted that, you know what, like, I, we need a bigger shovel. Like I, as much as I myself would love to say like, Oh, I have a PhD. Like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I have a, I have like a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Like that's right. nothing to be, that's nothing <laughs> to be boasting about, you know, right. I'm like, I need to, I want to help get rid of that. So I actually backed out of the PhD program And I had decided to start helping my husband with his business. Um, And so he, before he went active duty, he was an owner of a window tinting shop. And those are pretty necessary in South Florida. Yes, they are. (laughs) So so he did pretty well for himself. Um, And I came aboard, but like, again, it wasn't super fulfilling, fulfilling for me. And also like adding me into the mix didn't really increase like the revenue there. I just became like the shop girl. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> so um I've always been very crafty and stuff and I had been we had gone and visited my grandma um she lives in Tennessee and she's very crafty too and I was in her art room chatting with her and I'm like grandma you know what I can't wait till I'm retired one day and I can just have this like I just I want to I want to be able to do this like with my time all day she, yeah. she like sews and stuff but I'm like oh, I want to make things and and so on that drive home, I don't know, but it like hit me like a freight train. I'm like, <laughs> I turn to my husband, I'm like, Peter, what if, <laughs> hear me out. Like, what if I, you know, open up a shop where I'm like making shirts and like all these things. And he's like, you don't know how to do that. <laughs> I, love that I was like, I know, I swear. I was like, true, true. That's fair but I'm going to learn. And so I literally spent like 12 hours in the car oh trying to research like, well, how do you make shirts and how do you do this? And how do you do that? And, um, and I'm, it's very much in my personality 
to like, I'm not surprised that he kind of waved me off like in the beginning <laughs> because it's very much in my personality be like squirrel or like, yes, that's, I want to do that now or I want to do this. Um, and then not have like a follow through plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but, but I, I could not shake it. And it was like a couple weeks went by and I, during that time, I didn't bring it really up to my husband again. I just was researching and researching and, and I literally made like a written out like business plan like business proposition, like as if, and I pitched it to him, like I was going on Shark Tank. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I need, I need a bank, obviously. Like I need somebody to fund this. Yeah. Like, do you think, <laughs> well, you know, like you want to bank help on me? me huh? Can you support yes. me? <laughs> I swear. Because it's also like, <clears throat> it's, if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have supported that choice too, like I, or, or if he, I respect him. I really do. I think he's like brilliant. And <laughs> if he thought on a second opinion, like, I don't think that's going to work how you think it's going to work. I, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think yeah. I would have been like, you know what? I bet you he's right. <laughs> but um, now he like fully was like, all right, let's do it. Like, yeah. you know, get it, get it going. And so I actually opened that business even before we discussed the whole going active duty thing. Wow. So that, um, my business technically was opened in 2019 and, um, I ran it all the way through, <clears throat> all the way through the pandemic. <laughs> oh I ran it while he was gone, uh, for boot camp and OCS. And, um, sorry, I keep having notifications. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was in February of 2021 that I, you know, we were, we were supposed to be moving uh, to Virginia for a little bit. Of course, the army did its army thing and there was weird paperwork stuff. We ended up living in our camper at Fort Benning for like oh two months, gosh. all six of us. <laughs> That's intense. And, uh -huh, it, yes, it was interesting. <laughs> um, and then we went to Virginia, but right before leaving, I don't know. I was just like, you know what? Like. I, like in hindsight, like, you know, I, you don't know until you go through it. So like, I exactly. didn't know what a PCS, PCS, like time of life was going to look like, like, I just, there were so many unknowns that I couldn't even prepare to stay open if I wanted to. Right. Um, so I was like, Oh my gosh, like it, it hurt, but I knew it was the right thing to do. But I'm like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to close it down for a little bit because I, I don't think I can do all this stuff. Can't have all this equipment in a camper, like, <laughs> right. Um, especially so, with six people living in it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I closed in the beginning of 2021 and I thought, all right, I'll reopen when we get to Virginia. Cause in Virginia, we were technically supposed to like his class date wasn't even for like, we would have been there for like six months before he even had a class date or something like that. So I was going to reopen there. But then he, <laughs> they bumped his class date up by like six months. And oh so we gosh. got to Virginia and he started his um, bullet course like immediately. And I was like, cool, <laughs> we're going to be here for like three months. Like, I guess I'm not <laughs> opening again. Like, yeah. Still a pause. Right. And then we got to Kansas. And like I already said, he deployed within three weeks. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that I can <laughs> do this. Cause it would have been rebuilding then. Cause like I had right. been closed for so long. I'm like, do, can I rebuild and be a safe, sane, healthy mom to my four kids during this time? 
I'm not willing to like risk it, you know? Right. So I kept it closed again. And then I thought that I would open it back up last year, but I had began to volunteer in a ministry that's, um, I, I believe it's in all branches. I know that it's really prevalent in the army, but it's Protestant women of the chapel. Um, so I was the president of the organization here and I tried to do both for like two months and I'm like, this is not going to work. Right. <laughs> Cause it volunteering is like a full-time job for real. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, and I had already made my commitment to the ministry. So I was like, all right, this is supposed to be paused apparently still right. like, and I, I always knew that I would open again. So, but like, I just was like, okay, well, you know, Lord, tell me when, like, when? please make it very right. evident, like to me, cause I have thought like four different times and I've been wrong. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it just, I didn't, I, I don't know. It's like, it hit about March of this year where I knew that my time serving in the ministry would be coming to a close in May. And it was just like, my creative brain was just going and I just, I knew at that point too, like what I wanted it to become like for military wives specifically. And I was just like, I got to I got to do this now. Right. <laughs> so, um, it, but it has, even though I've been open since 2019, technically wink, wink <laughs> like it has been closed. The doors have been closed for quite some time. So it is really like, I am starting from the ground up again, which yeah. Now that I have experienced it twice, I have to say is the most exciting part. The most exciting part is the beginning building process. So I'm having a whole lot of fun, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You'll just yep. close again when the next PCS comes around and then you get to start it all over. We will see. You know, like I said, <laughs> I uh, I I wouldn't have known how to prepare yeah. before. But now I, I really feel like I have some insight that, if, I mean, like, oh, gosh, being an entrepreneur is cool, but being a military spouse entrepreneur is like this, like, I, I just am like, this is, feels like this little club, like of yeah. like people who are just like, I'm going to make things happen. And to just be associated with them in that way has been the coolest thing. And I know that we all hurt, have to jump those hurdles of PCSing and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Like I'm going to figure out yeah. how we don't always have to keep shutting our doors. You know, like there's got to be a way. I don't have the answer yet, but I'm working on it because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't intend to shut the doors again the next time around. Yeah. So I have a project I'm trying to, <laughs> big, big whole math problem I'm trying to figure out here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy insane. But where can listeners find your products, find your business? So I am, well, I'm on Instagram. That is, that's my app of choice. I'm on yes. a bunch of platforms, but Instagram is where I'm a frequent flyer. And my handle is at the woman and warrior. My business name is woman and warrior. Just woman and warrior, honestly, or woman and warrior co. Um, but <laughs> you can find me online, <laughs> but I have like a million different, um, what are they called? Domain names. You can find me at woman the woman and woman You can't yes. miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Just type in something. Woman okay. You can find there. Oh, and I'm on spousely also. Yes. I'm also on spousely. I which, love that. 
which I, uh, before I used, um, when I was open the first time around, I, op- I did not have a website. I operated specifically only on Etsy. And, um, I have to say, like, I have my website. That's where I get the most of my traffic, but I put myself on spousely. Cause I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Like I want to support, you know, this, this, uh, platform that is yeah. just promoting military first responders. Like, why would I not? Right. <laughs> I love on Oh yeah. It's amazing. I I'm, I'm here for the, I'm here for the movement, put it that way. So I'm like, <laughs> yes, I want in on this. I, yes. but I have to say if it, there are so many, um, military spouses that I know that are on Etsy and are not on spousely. And I am just like, go to spousely, right. go on spousely. I, I out, I outsell on spousely six to one. Wow. Like consistently. That's awesome. And I am, yeah, I don't. So if if there's anything that comes of this, <laughs> if any entrepreneurs out there hear me and you've got like a product-based business or a service-based business, I would I would hop on spousely. Yeah. I'm missing out. Yeah. I know for real. It's it's like a whole little community on there. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, you just gave advice to entrepreneurs who are you know, out there, join spousely. But if you could yep. give advice to another military spouse, what would you tell them? As an entrepreneur or as... Just, just as a military, military spouse. spouse. Just as a military spouse. Oh, gosh. I know, if I could give question. advice... I know, right? I'm like, oh, I should have got the notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um. Honestly, I think that the, my biggest piece of advice that I would give a military spouse is that I would, I would hope that she could find peace in knowing that when she is brought into the deep depths of the hard in military life, that it is in fact for your good. And you are not alone when you are down in the deep and going through everything that the military throws you. Um, yeah, you're not alone. There's, there's a whole army of women out there. Yeah. Um, just that are going through it too. And yeah, just that it's, it's all for your good. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know that internally when you're sitting down there in the deep. (laughs) Right. But, um, but, but coming out the other end or coming up, to breathe every now and then. Um, yeah, I can, I can surely say that it's all for your good. All the hard is for our good. So. Yeah. Yep. Cause you look back on, on everything that happens and it's like, I, you know, it's like I was saying with my dad's injury, like you look back mm-hmm. and it's like, I would not be where I am today if X, Y, and Z didn't happen. And mm-hmm. even though those are some of the hardest moments that you go through in life, you know, it, brings you to to where you are and that's how life is in whole you have to mm-hmm. go through the hard stuff to get to the good stuff there's always a rainbow at the end yep. and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel so it really is and that really encompasses the military life mm-hmm. exactly very well said <laughs> yes <laughs> well Listeners, do not forget to connect with Ashley on, you know, I, I agree, Instagram's the best. So, <laughs> and check her out at The Woman and Warrior, basically anything online. So, thank you, Ashley, so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate thank you so it. Much and I'm for glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.